Too curious church podcast. Let me try that again. Is that the spirit of Christmas oh. present? <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Wait, am I, am I Santa or five again? Am I Santa or the Christmas Carol ghost? Ho, 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 ho! Welcome to Curious Church. <clears throat> Let me try that again. Welcome everyone to Curious Church podcast, the special Christmas episode. You didn't ask for it, but it's coming again anyway. Oh, we know they asked for it. We know they asked for it. The most curious of Christmases. Mm. Oh, yes. A very, very, very curious, curious Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Uh, uh, welcome, listeners. You know you know it. You love it. It's the Christmas episode. You know who the we Christ- are. Christmasode. You're glad we're here. We know. But you might be even more glad when you find out who else is here. Oh... Welcome back. I've been so quiet this whole time. <laughs> this whole, I don't feel like it was that long, but here she is. Jelaine, Anton, welcome back to the Curious Church Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. And for the very first time, hmm? she has never been on the Curious Church Podcast before. Oh. She has been demanding that she be on. I'm just kidding. I've been demanding that she be on. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the listening audience has been demanding that this person would be on. Rachel Timms. Yes. Welcome to the me. Curious Church Podcast. I'm here. You're here. <laughs> With a little bounce. This is uh, four people, two last names. Oh. That's a, know, that's a new podcast. That's a spinoff podcast. I came across something kind of interesting, and it might make you angry. It makes me angry. Oh, Jelaine already knows what I'm going to say. Yeah. I heard a thing on, on the radio about how, uh, it was an, I forget her name, but she was a, an author, and she was talking about how women never have their own names. So they go from the name they were born with, which is usually their father's name, from, and then they get hmm. married. If they ever get married, then they may or may not take their husband's name. But they either either way, it's a man's name that they always have. So doesn't right, that make you angry? Yeah. But does that actually make sense? Because then don't men also never have their own names? Because they go from the name that was their father's name. Their men are always named after a man. Women are also always named oh, after a man. Oh, that's the point they're making. Yeah. Unless a yes. woman. Oh, so, I see. So I'm gonna make up my own name, Rachel. Do you wanna? Join me in making up our own oh, last boy. names. I'm going to name myself. Something okay. feel Super. a lot of pressure right now <laughs> to support women everywhere, which I do. <laughs> but I also kind of like my last name. <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, that's fine. It's funny because I. I say I always say if I would have if I could go back, I would not take the last name Antone. What was your maiden name? Kelder. K e l d e r. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty you, nice. You try being Jelaine Antone. <laughs> No one can say Jelaine, yeah. Jillian, Jolene, Julianne. Jillian Antoon. And I'm Antoon. Yeah. Right? Forever and ever. Forever and ever. But then Aaron pointed out that was my dad's last name. I mean, that's my dad's name. Oh, Kelder. Yeah, I thought you were Kelder. saying Antoon. I was like, no. oh, that's an interesting twist in the no. story. <laughs> didn't really see that one coming. <laughs> well, we're not here to be Grinches. Well, yeah, wow. Talk yeah. about the Christmas spirit. It really is my fault for taking us down this road. But uh, I just thought it was a slight... In, slightly interesting thing to add uh, to the show, but now to a Christmas special. To a Christmas special, I don't know why. <laughs> it's gonna get cut. It's <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> well, the Christmas episode is always special because throughout the year we have in every episode a curious conversation 
except for this year we had the summarized edition. But we figure that we have given you such a feast, such a main course mm. of conversations throughout mm. the year mm-hmm. that it is time to just pile on the sugary goodness yeah, that is dessert. dessert. Yeah, some some of those uh, peanut butter cookies with a trick, like kisses in the middle, mm. maybe some peppermint bark, maybe mm-hmm. uh, gingerbread. Uh, what else we got? Other Christmas treats, fruitcake. Snowball cookies. Snowball cookies. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Yeah. Matt brought some yummy treats over. Yeah. Soda cracker candy. Mm. Yeah, it's all of it. And it's a, it's a segment only episode. It's beginning to taste <laughs> a lot like Christmas. Love those smacking sounds. I thought you would. Okay. Let's start with a segment. First segment. <clears throat> Speaking of dessert, what's your beef? <laughs> What's that I hear in the distance? What is it? What do I hear? Moo. Sleigh bells? <laughs> I didn't know where Sleigh we were bells going. coming? <laughs> Sleigh bells in the distance? Could it, could it be? Someone's coming down the chimney? What have they brought to me? That's right. It's an episode of A Curious Creation. Oh, and the podcast okay. within a podcast where we talk about things in creation that are curious. And this is a special Christmas episode of Curious Creation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Curious Creation. Um, <clears throat> today on Curious Creation, we're going to talk about the North Pole. Oh. I'm going to give you some North Pole facts <laughs> by candlelight. As you know. Literally. It is dark in here. He we can, we can hardly read his notes. But as, he you has know, a candle. as you know, Curious Creation is not about answering questions. Uh, similar to a sister podcast you may have heard of called Curious Church, Curious Creation is also not about answering questions, but more about asking questions and having conversations. There are four North Poles. What? No. Where? <laughs> what, no, where are three perfectly valid reactions? <laughs> Would you like to hear about the first one? It's the terrestrial North Pole. <clears throat> okay. It's a fixed geographic point. Makes sense. That's diametri- diametrically opposed the, to the terrestrial South Pole. Mm-hmm. It's on the planet's axis of rotation. It's the top of the spinning earth. Okay. We can all picture that, right? Yep. <clears throat> However, there is also a geomagnetic okay. North Pole. Now, we've heard about magnetic north, right? It's how compasses work. Yep. When your compass points north, it's pointing to this pole. Hmm. It's different. Than it's a different one? thing altogether. Huh. How far apart are they? Do you know? Or it moves, it changes. <clears throat> it does move. Do you want some light on? No, I can see <laughs> super well. Okay, wait, I'm going to start these papers on fire accidentally. <laughs> it's not stationary. In the last century, it has migrated northward from a point in Canada at about 71 degrees latitude to its current position about 85 degrees north in the Arctic Ocean. Wow. So wait. the pole that we use to guide us directionally yes is moving is moving that's comforting isn't it mm-hmm. now this isn't a really a big deal for us down here because it's kind of north is always going to be in that area it is a big <laughs> deal direction. in that general direction 
Um, but it's a big deal for um, people who are seeking to find the Northern Lights because the Northern Lights ah. are like related to where this geographic ah. magnetic or this magnetic pole is. Okay. It's, it's migrated over the past century, you said? That's correct. It's always moving. Oh, it's always moving. It's always moving. Because it's a magnetic field. Yeah. I don't understand this. Uh, several countries over the years have attempted to claim the North Pole and have attempted to like be there and have discovered it. So in 1958, I believe, the first underwater, uh, an American submarine was the first to kind of like float by it underwater. Okay. That's so cool. Like through it? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. In 2007... The Russians dove two miles underwater and planted a flag at the bottom oh. of the North Pole. Of course sneaky. they of did. Of course, the sneaky Russians. <laughs> well, so sneaky. Was, they thought of it first. Uh, the UK, France, Sweden, Canada all have planted flags in the vicinity of the North Pole and have claimed Underwater? It. No. Oh, okay. On, on ice. I would say land, but it's ice. On the terrestrial on North Pole? Terrestrial. Terrestrial. Yeah, the terrestrial. Yeah, yeah. The now, so... I want to plant a flag on the geomagnetic North Pole and then just keep moving it. The reason this is getting popular, the North Pole, <laughs> claiming it, is because not only are the, is the polar ice melting, but Santa's which will there. open up trade routes, like really valuable trade routes as the ice melts. Also, of course, oil and gas deposits. And it's all about the oil. And Santa and the elves. And yeah. Santa. And his workshop. Here's the thing. I mean, that's, yeah, opening up pathways to Santa's village could be huge for commerce. <laughs> Like, can really like if UPS can access that. Here's the last part of. Well, it saves Santa a huge, like burden every single yeah. year. Just ship it all out. Yeah. Here is a very interesting article by Nathan Case. Nathan Case is a senior research associate in space and planetary physics in Lancaster University. Like most planets in our solar system, the Earth has its own magnetic field. Thanks to largely molten iron core, our planet is in fact a bit like a bar magnet. You know, it has a plus and the minus, the north and the south magnetic okay. pole. Separate from the ge geographic poles with a field connecting the two. Okay, we talked about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. This field protects our planet from radiation and is responsible for creating the northern and southern lights. Hmm. However, with reports that the magnetic north pole has started moving swiftly at 50 kilometers per year... Oh. Wait, that's significant. And may soon be over Siberia. <laughs> it has long been unclear whether the Northern Lights will move too. Huh. Now a new study, published in Geophysical Research Letters, has come up with an answer. Our planetary magnetic field has many advantages. For over 2,000 years, travelers have been able to use it to navigate across the globe. Some animals even seem to be able to find their way thanks to magnetic field. But more importantly than that, our geomagnetic field helps protect all life on Earth. Wow. Would you like to know how? Yeah. Earth's magnetic field extends hundreds of thousands of kilometers out from the center of our planet, stretching right out into interplanetary space, forming what scientists call a magnetosphere. Did you know that we were surrounded by a magnetosphere? Keeping us alive. This magnetosphere helps to deflect solar radiation and cosmic rays, preventing the destruction of our atmosphere. This protective magnetic bubble isn't perfect, though, and some solar matter and energy can transfer into our magnetosphere, as it is then funneled into the poles by the field, it results in a spectacular displays of the northern lights. Oh, wow. Oh, that is cool. So Santa's village blasts magic hundreds of thousands of kilometers into space. And protects to keep us life. Alive. Yeah. And moves every year to hide its location. He is a good guy. He is a good guy. Pretty impressive. 
No, we talked about the northern and southern poles drifting. <laughs> you have more? Here's my last fact. Okay. We're still going. <laughs> the poles can also, the north and south, no, the north and south poles, can switch places. Oh, yes. Scientists can study when this has happened by examining rocks on the ocean floor that retain traces of the field similar to a recording on a magnetic tape. The last time the poles switched was 780,000 years ago, and it's happened about 400 times in 330 million years. Each reversal takes 1,000 years or so to complete, and it takes longer for the shift to take effect at the equator than at the poles. The field has weakened about 10% in the last 150 years. Some scientists think that we are in the midst of a flip in progress. Maybe it's just because people don't believe in Santa enough. This has been uh, Curious Creation. Thanks for joining us. Curious. Welcome back to Curious Church Podcast. A very special <laughs> Christmas episode. Okay. Um, uh, I think we had I feel some like I'm waking up from a spell or Christmas, something. Some Christmas beef. Yeah, some to Christmas dispense. beefs. Some quick Christmas beefs. Let's 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 throw some beef at our guests. Let's have some guests throw some beef yeah. at us. Jelaine, <laughs> you got a beef for us? Yeah. So I've been thinking about this a little bit, and it turns out I have quite a few Christmas beefs. Beef, plural of beef. Beefs. 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 Yeah. Beefs. <clears throat> But the one I'm going to talk about a little bit today is my Christmas beef about Christmas trees that are not green. Have you okay. seen these? Okay. Like a blue Christmas tree? Okay. There are white ones. They're like covered in like fake snow to go a step further. These are usually artificial trees. Okay, yes. But then they take it a step further and they make them white or silver or I saw a rainbow tree oh which is great colorful you know all about the rainbow but why do we have to make the christmas trees not look like a tree that is kind of interesting yeah at this point what are we like what do we like about the tree like it's conical shape right yeah that's what you're saying about these multicolored yeah. trees like yeah what? what's the point the, yeah the it's white one yeah you want to make it like snow because you're dreaming of a white christmas mm. right mm-hmm. but that's but even that's in a white Christmas, the tree is still green, right? I guess. How do you feel about root- can lights be on trees? I mean, but where do yeah, you draw the line? Because I know that we put, I know. we put all kinds of lights and decorations and stuff on I think, our tree. I think that I struggle with artificial trees to begin with because I feel like they're going to end up in a landfill someday. Yeah, kill and they're the real just ones. they're not. We're not killing them though. They're sustainable. These tree farms they. They cut them in a way that the tree continues to grow. So we're not actually killing trees. So big tree wants you to believe. Rachel? Rachel? My Christmas beef is white elephant gift exchange Yes, parties. Rachel, <laughs> yes. preach it, sister. Also on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that they have become too ambiguous. So either it's a bunch of junk that you found in your house and you mm. are supposed to swap junk. With other people. Yay. Literally, I got an invite to a white elephant exchange via email this week, and it said, "Don't please don't buy something. Just find something in your house you don't want anymore. Oof. Fun. Which I don't want someone else's stuff that they don't <laughs> want anymore. What about one person's trash is another one's treasure? 
Yes, there is. If I were to go and pick it, but if I am being forced <laughs> someone's junk that I don't want, that feels unnecessary during this time of year to add one more thing to the list. Okay. So that's my Christmas beef. And oh, then inevitably, yeah. there's the person <clears throat> yes. who, even though you've clarified, we are all bringing stuff we don't want anymore. Right. We'll bring the very nice $50 gift card, <laughs> Bluetooth speaker. Yep. And they're like, I'm, yeah, they are I'm, the Michael Scott. There's that office episode where Michael yes. Scott shows up with the iPod, right? That's such a great scene, episode for the Secret Santa. Yeah, and it's like he just ruins the whole thing. And then if you have the game, that also throws off the whole rules because yeah. everyone wants to steal the only good thing in the room. Right, right. Yeah, I just don't like them. Good Pass. Great that, is, that is a great piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, my beef's no big deal. My Christmas beef is just a little something called Santa Claus. Oh my god! Oh no! 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 Wow. I mean, I'm with you, friend. What's up with this creepy old dude? Yeah. Oh, because he's creepy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking to you, mall Santas. Mall Santas. No okay. one yeah. wants to sit on this <laughs> random old dude's lap. It's, we- it's weird. Like, everybody, take a step back. And I'm sorry, mall Santas, if this is your thing. Because I think there are genuinely good people who, who make children happy. But I was not one of these children. I found it gross and disturbing i knew that was just some dude with a fake beard on (laughs) with bad breath (laughs) we need to put a disclaimer at the top of this episode if you're listening with little children you Mm. might want to fast forward spoiler (laughs) alert like to preserve their christmas magic (laughs) this is the one episode we have the explicit caption on (laughs) itunes (laughs) whatever it takes to protect young ears (laughs) i'm not sure i'm not sure what's in it for the mall santa so is it Santa in general, like the whole concept of Santa, or is it in particular the mall Santa? Look, we all know the most? Santa that we know now is a marketing construct, Coca-Cola Corporation, early well, 20th there's, century. There's a lot of stuff. history involved. Well, Saint Nicholas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. Saint Nicholas. Uh, early, early. Calvin was uh, particularly unhappy with the whole idea of Santa. I read about that earlier today, actually. Typical. Typical John it's Calvin. Grumpy. <laughs> grumpy. <Screwed>. grumpy. <laughs> what a Grinch. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, parents, we don't need to be, we don't need, to, we're teaching our kids, trying to teach our kids about stranger danger, and then we take them to the mall and tell them to go sit on this old guy's lap. <laughs> fair it's point. It's weird. It's weird and wrong. That's a fair beef. Okay. Yeah. That's my beef. All right. My beef is um, holiday car commercials. <laughs> I already this, love it. And this is, uh, I I was listening to another podcast called The Popcast that got me thinking about holiday car commercials because this person made the point that it would be so out of bounds for a spouse in his relationship to buy something that they would have to finance for the other for Christmas. Like, that's just asking. And the more you think about it. In any healthy relationship. In any healthy relationship. There's no version where you just say, I I just put us $40,000 in debt. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) And there's a bow. And that cost me another however many thousands of dollars. It was so big and red. What about if it's actually purchased and you... They didn't finance it, so they like paid the with super, cash. Yeah. Okay. So then, that small so then these ads are for like the yeah. the like point one of the one percent who are just like, yeah, I can afford these. And then there's this there's one this year that's um, sort of uh, she he shows her is it he shows her or she shows him like two watches that she got one for him and one for her. Mm. Then he, I know uh, this one. I know this one. Then he takes her outside and he's like one for you, 
and one for me. Oh, he yeah. bought two cars. Yeah. <laughs> Two cars. $80,000. They each bet. bought each other a car, different colors. This is just uh, such... They're like, I want the red one. I want the blue one. Yeah, what? right. Oh, I think I saw that commercial too. Yeah. This oh. is just... I thought you were going to talk about Pelotons, though. No, I mean, that we could have another conversation about Peloton. <laughs> is this an inside thing I don't but know about? There's a whole... Well, oh, wow. You're wow. behind Stay on current. the pop culture. Stay current, Aaron. I know what, Pel- I know no, what a, a Peloton is. It's a group of riders in a bike bicycle race. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, oh Wow. <laughs> Wow. Mark this moment as the, the moment that Aaron huh? crossed over. Peloton <laughs> <laughs> is a whole separate thing. Yeah. But, but the fact that every year we are advertised cars yeah. as if that is the secret gift. And just think about that day. Hey, honey, I'll be gone for a couple of hours. I'm just going to do a little holiday shopping. And then six hours later, you haven't returned. Because we all know that's how long it takes, at least to buy a new car. Let's do all the paperwork and stuff. And so then the relationships brought, where were you all that time? Oh, I yeah. was Christmas shopping. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a nightmare. It's a bad idea. It's dumb that it's advertised for. I want, I want an honest holiday car commercial that just shows a couple suffering at a dealership. <laughs> stressed out. Thinking, why did we <laughs> choose hours. to do this now of all times? Okay, Matt, you know what time it is. Oh boy, do I ever. It is time for a very curious... Christmas. Oh, stop. I don't quiz. like Christmas quiz. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, Christmas quiz. I'm an educator. I want to fix your speech. Your questions. <laughs> Jelaine has another beef. Oh, Christmas quiz. Oh, Jelaine might not like the pronunciation, but we know she likes the idea of the competition. Yes. Here we go, Rachel. It's on. Who's the um, Who's the proprietor of the Christmas quiz this year, Matt? Uh, the game master, the, host, the game is that master. Your, that is what I meant. Is that what you? I that, do apologize. Sorry, is it the holiday game master? Is that the title that you're Who looking is for? The honorable holiday game master. I am reprising my role. Yes. And so today, in competition, we have Aaron, Rachel, and Jelaine. Yeah. As we count down, because this isn't a long, curious episode, so we're going to move at we're going to move at a pace. Yeah. We know you have things to do, listeners. You've got uh, shopping to do, so, right. cars to buy for so houses. Here's the basic rules. We're going to go around. Each person gets a question at a time. They are multiple choice questions. Each person will get, well, we won't say how many questions depending on our time, but there is a bonus question at the end, which will be a tiebreaker. For that one question, each person will have an opportunity to answer. You may not answer what the previous person before you answered. The order will be selected randomly only if necessary. All right. Listeners, can listeners play along? Listeners can absolutely play score, along. Get their own scores. Let us know. Yeah. Okay. We'd love to hear what their scores were okay. on the Christmas quiz. Okay. Hurts <laughs> <Okay. laughs> my ears. Jelaine, why don't we start with you? Okay. All right. This is question number one. Viscum is the genus of what common holiday plant? Oh, boy. A, holly. B, sage. C, mistletoe. Or D, pine. Say the word again. Vis- viscum. Mistletoe. Mistletoe is correct. Yes. Well done. In fact, there are wow. 70 to 100 species of mistletoe. Oh, no way. In the genus of viscum. That's a lot of kissing. I know. There you go. All right, Jelaine with one point. Well done. Thank you. Visually, for the listeners, Jelaine has stretched in preparation for her question. She has nodded affirmatively when she answered it correctly. It's a whole thing. All right, Rachel, let's see if you can measure up because you're next. Question one for Rachel. Which ocean is Christmas Island in? Is it A, the Pacific Ocean, B, the Arctic Ocean, C, the Indian Ocean, 
or D, the Atlantic Ocean? C, Indian Ocean. That is correct. Oh, my Take goodness. Take that, Jolene! <laughs> I like the spirit this is stirring up here. Uh, Christmas Island is just south of Indonesia, for those of you who are wondering. So it is in the I Indian Ocean. It's near Easter nice. Island, isn't it? It could well be. I did I not look up Easter Island in my research. I can only tell you where Christmas Island is. Wait for the future episode. Okay. All right, Aaron. This actually That'll goes, be our Easter quiz. This is actually related to one of Jelaine's beefs, so we could use that? this for Jelaine. That was pretty funny. The, I, I missed it. It'll be in our Easter quiz episode. Easter Island, Christmas Island, Easter Island. We could find out. Oh, I thought you were trying to do an interesting pronunciation, like Easter is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. It's interesting that there's a Christmas Island and an Easter Island, isn't it? And that they're probably near each other. We're moving along at a lightning speed here right. today, folks. Great. I want a Lent Island, a Pentecost Island. Oh, wow. Right, here's your question. This is related to Jolene's beef earlier. When a Christmas tree is decorated with fake snow, it is called flocking. Sure is. It's called this because, A, the practice was historically done to large groups of trees at once, hence a flock of trees. B, a flock refers to a tuft of wool, having origins in the Norwegian word for snowflake. C, it's an adaptation of the word flog because the process of flocking is literally whipping the fake snow around the tree for even distribution. Hmm. Or D, the first fake snow is made at a factory owned by the flocking family in the southern part of England. Oh, that flocking family. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go B. B is correct. A flock yes! refers to a tuft of wool. And that Norwegian word for snowflake is flugsa. <laughs> flugsa. Flugs. Is there an umlaut on the U? I don't know. I just, I'm just saying it that way. <laughs> F-L-U-G-S-A. I'm going to say that. We can say it. All right. After one round, the score is tied. We'll hope that these get harder. Maybe they won't. Good work, opponents, so far. Jelaine. Yep. Your second question. In Germany, the Christmas tree is traditionally put up when? Is it A, Christmas Day, B, the beginning of Advent, C, the last week of November, or D, Christmas Eve? Oh, that's hard. It's round two. I'm going to say... D, Christmas Eve. That is correct. Hmm. Wow. wow. I really need to up my quiz game. I know. I, I think we're all getting got lucky, it. actually. Nope. <laughs> I haven't stumped any of you yet. All right, moving on. Rachel, you're round two. Which state produces most of the nation's Christmas trees? Is it A, Minnesota, B, Vermont, C, Washington, or D, Oregon? B, Vermont. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no. That is not correct. Devastating. Oh, what is it? The correct answer is Oregon. Oh. Oregon raises about 42,000 acres of trees. Wow. And wow. in 2016, it was estimated that they harvested 5.2 million That's Christmas a lot of trees. trees. Sustainable. They, re- they regrow them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big trees. Yes. The way to go, Oregon. We're going to stay on the Christmas tree theme for Aaron's next question. Love it. How long after a Christmas tree is planted... Is it usually harvested? Is it A, one to two years, B, three to five years, oh. C, six to 10 years, or D, 11 to 15 years? From planting to harvesting. Yes. Is, how big are they when they're planted? Uh, I think it's seed. Oh, from seed? From seed. From seed to Christmas tree size? Yes. We're talking 10 years, man. What are my options? <laughs> one to two years, three to five years, six to 10 years, or 11 to 15 Ooh. years? I'm going 11 to 15. I'm sorry. The correct answer is 6 to 10. 10. It probably is 10. It's probably 10. Just what you've said. It's probably 10 and a half. 
It's actually a range. I think it, the range is six huh. to ten years. Okay. I learned this also, I think, from an Oregon Christmas tree Depending website. on sunlight exposure and things like that. All right. So at the end of two rounds, Jelaine is up. She's the, she's the Christmas queen. No. <laughs> the Christmas queen. No. The Christmas quiz queen. <laughs> I hate that. All right. <laughs> this round is very important. Oh. Jelaine, are you ready? Yes. Okay, this is a chance for you to really extend your lead. I understand that. What was the first state to recognize Christmas as an official holiday? Ooh. So a legal holiday. Was it A, New York? Was it B, Pennsylvania? C, Texas? Or D, Alabama? Hmm. B, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Ooh. Oh. The correct answer was D, Alabama. Alabama. So progressive of Alabama. This happened in 1836. Eighteen thirties was a great time for Christmas. Uh, in eighteen earlier in the eighteen thirties, Charles Dickens wrote a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Also in eighteen thirty four, I believe it was, Queen Victoria brought her German husband, Prince Albert, and he brought a lot of the German Christmas traditions to England. So Christmas starts flourishing. Alabama cottons on to the, the traditions and names it a legal holiday. Huh. Good so, job. Good go, go okay. to Alabama. Great. Moving on to Rachel. We're gonna. Move to our friends at Hallmark. Hallmark <laughs> made its first Christmas cards in what year? Was it A, 1839, B, 1915, C, 1947, or D, 1963? D, 1963. I'm sorry. Oh. It was 1915, just five oh. years after Hallmark started. <laughs> Christmas, if you're curious, is the largest card-sending holiday in the U.S. with approximately 1.3 billion cards sent annually. Okay. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Wow. I hope you're appreciating the trivia I'm also bringing to I, each, yeah, each yeah, question. Yeah, very much. Christmas, Christmas knowledge. Do you, send, <laughs> do you send Christmas cards, Tim's? No, I've never sent one. <laughs> no, we, we do haven't. Do you? I guess you're not on the list. Oh. oh. <laughs> this is you guys haven't been getting our cards? <laughs> wow. Okay. No. No, do we seem like Christmas card people? No, no. not really. Did you get our Thanksgiving cards? I, yes, yes, those we received. Our Fourth of July cards? We received a lot of the Thanksgiving cards. <laughs> All right, Aaron, here's your chance to pull up with Jelaine. Okay. The song, Do You Hear What I Hear, was Oh, written- not fair. You're going to give him a music, so- music question? Was written in response to what? Was it A, the 25th anniversary of the Dr. Doolittle books being published? Was it B, the Cuban <laughs> Missile Crisis? Was it C, Haley's Comet's approach in 1910, or was it D, the birth of Prince Charles? Uh, it's actually a pretty recent song. It's not like an old carol, uh, like a lot of the carols we know. So uh, somehow I, I think I've heard that it's connected to the Cuban Missile Crisis. I think it's like a song from the 60s. I'm going Cuban Missile Crisis. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. An Antone showdown. I don't know why you didn't go for uh, the Dr. Doolittle books being published. <laughs> because the, like, it references the lamb talking. That was... Oh, that's what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's that what I was really good, for. Matt. Thank that was you. good. Thanks, Jelaine. You're welcome. You know what? I might give you a bonus point just for <sighs> giving me credit. <laughs> I know how to play games. Listeners might remember this, this lyric. said, the king to the people everywhere, listen to what I say. Pray for peace, people. Everywhere. People that that lyric is in response to the Cuban Missile Crisis. All right, Jelaine, this yeah. is our last round, and it's currently tied between you and Aaron. Rachel, unfortunately, is out. It's not out. You could still come back. You're, they're, they're only up by one. Okay, here's your question, Jelaine. A okay. Swede 
often cooked at Christmas in some European countries, is a cross of which two vegetables? So not a sweet as in the person, but a I sweet really as in thought the we were talking about cooking a cooking a person. Wait. Say that again now. Okay, a swede is a type of vegetable okay. which is cooked at Christmas in some European countries. All is right. a cross of which two vegetables? Okay. Is it A, a cabbage and a turnip, B, a potato and a cauliflower, C, a lettuce and tomato, D, carrot and a potato? Wait, clarification about the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker? No, this is round three? No, this is another round. I think it's D. D, potato. carrot, and potato. Yep, potato and carrot. I'm sorry, the correct answer is a cabbage and a turnip. Is that A? That was my that other was option. Uh, it's rats. also maybe better known as a rutabaga, and it oh. is popular in a Finnish dish uh, called lantulatiko, which is a kind of casserole. It's a Swede casserole huh. but that, think, that the Finnish make. It's not literally a Swedish person. You right? see how that works. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was thinking. I think a potato is not even technically a vegetable. Well, that was panic on my part. <laughs> Crumbling under the pressure. <laughs> the, yes. heat is, the heat is turning off on the Christmas quiz. <laughs> oh. Okay, Rachel. Which state was the last to declare Christmas a legal holiday? So you might remember that Alabama was the first, but which was the last? Was it A, California, B, Hawaii, C, Oklahoma, or D, New York? I'm going to go with B, Hawaii. Ah, well, that was a trap because the correct answer is Oklahoma. Oklahoma was in 1907. Hawaii became a state in 1959. But King Kamehameha, <laughs> Kamehameha, I think it's Kamehameha, the fourth. <laughs> so you thought I was, by, by the time you get to the fourth, you'd nail it. Uh, declared an official holiday actually in 1862. Oh. So sorry, Rachel. Oh, ouch. All right. Question to Aaron. <laughs> I like if Delane's rubbing it in. <laughs> Okay, Aaron, are you ready? I'm always ready. Tinsel was originally made from what substance? Was it A, shredded silver, Mm -hmm. B, leftover plastic from toy factories, C, paper from last year's holiday cards, or D, wool before it was made into winter jackets? Hmm, I think tinsel is fairly new, but I'm not thinking it's plastic. I'm going to go with... Wool, the wool one. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The answer was actually shredded silver. Wow. Modern tinsel, it was invented in Nuremberg around 1610, and essentially it was silver that they put through molds. Did you say 1610? I did. That was the the beginning. Now now tinsel is plastic, but originally it was silver, which leaves us us with a tie between Aaron and Jelaine. Let's leave it as a tie. Yeah. Nope. Who are you? (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) I I cannot believe this. So, Rachel, I am sorry. Hmm. But you placed an admirable third, so you podiumed in the quiz. That's great. I'm okay with that. You're the Christmas princess. This is (laughs) Christmas princess. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. So now it comes down to Aaron and Jelaine. So here's how it works. I'm going to read one question. It is multiple choice, just like the others, but we're going to flip a coin for who answers first. The other person cannot answer that person's answer. Oh, wow. That's great. So, Jelaine, we're going to let you call... Heads or tails. Great. Since I'm, you are the guest. I'm an expert coin tosser. Okay. Are you ready? Caller. Yes. What's your call? Heads. Listeners, uh, Matt's using There's a no coin? Coin, coin tossing app. It's I not believe. a coin. I Googled flip a coin. And unfortunately, as you can see, wow. it came up tails. 
Uh, yeah. Great. Which means Aaron has first step. That might answer. work out well for me, actually. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. It might. It might not. Because unfortunately, oh. this last this last question is in the song category. Oh. Yay! <laughs> in the song, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh. Which is the prettiest sight to see? Is it A, dolls that will talk and will go for a walk? Is it B, the tree in the Grand Hotel? Is it C, candy canes and silver lanes that glow? Or is it D, holly on your front door? Candy canes and silver lanes that glow. That, 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 that to see is the prettiest sight to see. Uh, uh, whatever rhymes with C. The tree. The tree one. The tree in the Grand Hotel? No, 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 no. Say them again, please. <laughs> Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk. The tree in the Grand Hotel. Tree in the Grand Hotel. Candy canes and silver lanes that glow. Or holly on your front door. Pretty sight to see is, is zero. Pretty sight to see is the... Uh, We're going to give uh, you a countdown of five. Oh, front door. Uh, uh, five, wait, uh, wait, what's the la- last four, one? Last one, one more time. Just give me the last three. one. Holly on your front door. Five, That one. That one. You're saying D? Yeah, but they're all in the song, I think. Yeah. Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk. The tree in the Grand Hotel. Candy canes and silver Time that limit glow. for but sure. But the prettiest sight to see. It's, but we what want the prettiest sight to see. Holly on the front door. The la- Holly on your full front door. Okay. You're locked in at D. Okay. Jelaine, what's your answer? Oh, I don't get to know if he's correct or not. I just can't say that one. You just cannot say that answer. Well, I, I think he's right. But I'll go with the tree at the Grand Hotel. Since I can't choose the correct answer. Yes, you cannot because you lost the toy cost. <laughs> Providential. Did he say toy cost? Yeah, he did. Toy cost. Definitely did. <laughs> the Christmas coin cost. I will say the tree in the Grand Hotel is probably more pretty, actually, Whoa. in real life than uh, the who won Holly. that? Who won? Unfortunately, Jelaine, Aaron did yeah. get the answer. I'm something of a. Uh, Christmas spirit. Which mm-hmm. means this year, Aaron is your Christmas quiz champion. Champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Congratulations, Aaron. Thank you. Oh, well uh, done. My victory feels uh, genuine. Uh, this is something I'm going to carry with me for Note that all the, uh, year long. Music yeah. director got two music questions. That actually was pure coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, ori- originally. Originally, the tinsel was the tiebreaker, but I moved oh. it to be fair. Oh. So, listeners, thanks for joining quiz. us for another crazy, curious <sighs> Christmas episode. We're uh, so grateful for you and another year of uh, listening to us. And if you're just joining us now, why did you start joining us on this ridiculous? I should episode? say we do realize that Christmas is about Jesus. Yes, that was the first time we used his name. Really? In this whole episode. Oh, that's I think that might be true. That might be true. It's my new beef. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listeners, Merry Christmas, and uh, we will see you in 2020 with a whole new slew of episodes. A slew? Well, not at once. We'll space them out a little bit. (laughs) And is bringing them in his bag. Until 2020, I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. I'm Jelaine. I'm Rachel. Thanks for being curious with us. 